Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by grassroots pharmacy we'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit we got a lot of things to talk about tonight fruit 100 days to uk football uk football has uh some scheduling news and also um we gotta take a a coach to task because he said some done things um but kyle i guess oh also let's start out with this then um the nba first team we were talking about this last night um came out today no kentucky players on it and carl towns was the closest he was the fourth center but there's only three teams and i guess it kind of became a big national story in part because um clay thompson i don't know if he was like surprised or what that was but that clip went viral today um but you know we speculated yesterday and no kentucky players on that so I hope, hopefully, John Calipari can overcome this this difficult difficult yeah. time. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the Timberwolves tweeted out a thing. Carl Towns became the first NBA player since Kevin Garnett's MVP season to have a, a, at least eighteen hundred points, nine hundred rebounds, two hundred and fifty assists, and one hundred and twenty five blocks uh, in a season, all while shooting forty percent from three. And he's only twenty three years old. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I think he got 20, 20 third team votes. Um, so he would have been the fourth, I think center. Um, but as you said, there's a, an all NBA first, second, and third team. Um, and in terms of the, the clay Thompson thing, the, the thing that kind of stinks about these, these votes, I think clay Thompson ended up being the fourth. Uh, Actually, what? he was the he would have been on. Well, yeah, it would have been him and Bradley Beal on the fourteen. Bradley Beal was like the last guy, um, and then he was like the first guy out, and then he was the second guy out of the voting. Yeah, and the reason he's upset, in addition to feeling like he's better than some of the guys that got on ahead of him, um, and the thing that stinks about it is it affects the next contract for these a lot of these guys. Like I don't know exactly how it works, but if you make one of the All NBA teams. At a certain point in your career, uh, you can get what the supermax deal or whatever it is. Like I think Kimball Walker just barely sneaking onto that one of those teams solidified that for him that he can make this crazy contract. I believe uh, Giannis, uh, the Greek freak, him making it this year. Uh, I saw a tweet that because of it, he is in line to sign the biggest contract in NBA history. It was like two hundred and seventy million dollars or something crazy, um, and so I don't know. I'm a little bit torn about uh, is it a, it's a media vote, right? I'm not sure what all is factoring into it. I thought the teams had some component as well. Uh, either way, just the fact that there's this sort of a little bit sub- subjective voting type situation that can so drastically affect these guys. Uh, you know, earning ability 
Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I'm not, not a, I don't know that I'm not a huge fan. I just it, it kind of stinks if you're that guy that just narrowly misses out and it costs you several million dollars. Yeah, I think the number was thirty million. Uh, that's that's a lot of money. Uh, Clay Thompson is still eligible for I think it's like almost uh, 120 million or just over it. Um, but I, the thing with the Supermax is hypothetically he could like sign a one year deal and then go back and make an All NBA team and then be eligible for the next time he signs. So I mean, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes into those situations. But none of the Kentucky guys are on it. Uh, Carl Towns was the closest, and you mentioned uh, we talked about John Calipari. Having, you know, he got the all-rookie team guy and Gilgis Alexander, got Eric Bledsoe on the all-defensive team, nobody on this. Um, but Cal did get a bunch of positive press, and deservedly so, because today it was announced that they're going to do a father-daughter camp uh, with UK basketball this year. And I saw a lot of positive spe- uh, feedback from people on my timeline, specifically uh, John Calipari's daughters. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Sorry, I'm... I'm totally distracted because I'm trying to find this Giannis Antetokounmpo or however you say it. I know you know how to say it. I'm I'm notoriously bad at all of these uh, weird NBA names, as I, as we now know that I was wrong about uh, Kevin Huerta or Herter. Giannis now because he made that team could now sign for two hundred and forty-seven million dollars. Uh, and the last year of his deal on that Supermax deal would pay him $56 million for one season. So, sorry, I had to look that up because I was really curious about it. Sure, all the listeners, that was going to keep them up at night, so I'm glad you got that out of the way, Kyle. It is, I mean, it's a good time to be in the NBA. I mean, the contracts have totally exploded, and that's a pretty good illustration of that. You have any thoughts on the father-daughter camp? Uh, no, I just, other than I thought, uh, it was cool. I think it's really cool that they're doing it. Um, Cal, I think tweeted that he'd been, they'd been getting some feedback for a couple of years, people wanting one. It's always been a father son camp. Uh, and you know, I think it was Aaron Calipari who played in college said, uh, that she was really glad it was happening because, uh, girls play basketball too. And that is true. And, uh, I was thinking earlier, if my daughter was a year or two older, I would. T- I don't know what the age limit is on that, but she's definitely not old enough to go. But it'll be cool. It made me think about how cool it'll be to uh, start getting involved with uh, my little girl and my little boy, teaching them sports. You're going to go to the Calipari camps to get them instructed? I totally would, yeah. Yeah, I've got... I'll pay, I'll, I won't uh, expect any sort of preferential treatment. I'll pay my money and and go uh of course i would take i would definitely take my kid to to get a little lesson from a hall of fame coach also um speaking of aaron calipari she had an all-time great use of a gif and it was in response to someone who was trying to call her out and had a misspelling in their tweet and normally i'm like ah people misspell stuff don't make fun of them but the way she did it was pretty fantastic uh, you mentioned her tweet. She said in part that she used to go to the father-son camps with her dad and would beat the boys. And a guy replied back and he said, I guarantee you never beat a soul. But he said he spelled soul, S-O-L-E. And she replied with, you probably seen it, and I forget which video it is, but it's P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, whatever he was going by at this time. And he had in one of his music videos a shoe that was a phone. 
And so she said, me calling all the souls, S-O-L-E-S, that I beat. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> She she's definitely she's definitely an expert at uh, trolling the haters on the internet. Yep. Coming up next, uh, some UK football news, and we will call out a college football coach for saying stupid stuff, which I just don't understand why they continue to do that. But first, I want to tell you guys about Grassroots Pharmacy, which is a locally owned independent pharmacy looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on nutrition, supplementation, and alternative therapies like CBD oil. Their pharmacists know there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. They will take the time to get to know you, explain your medication, and answer your questions. Your They... Um, Accept most insurance plans, including Medicare, and they're located at 2304 Sir Barton Way in the Hamburg Pavilion. Um, it's located at the four-way stop next to the Best Buy on the parking lot side of the Regal Cinema. Their website is grassrootspharmacy.com. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can give them a call at 859-263-1382 or check out that website, grassrootspharmacy.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Kyle, Kentucky football is only 100 days away. Uh, actually, if you're listening to this, it's probably 99. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing. I'm ready for some college football. Um, but the other cool kind of interesting things that happened, one, Josh Allen signed his contract officially with the Jacksonville Jaguars today. So he is a multi-multi-millionaire. And UK, it was announced from Northern Illinois that UK football would be facing off against them in the future. So, what do you think about Northern Illinois versus UK in a couple years, Kyle? Can you give me a full breakdown and project the rosters real quick? Yeah, I have no thoughts. <laughs> you know who used to either work or played at Northern Illinois? No. PJ Fleck. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The worst, the the biggest hypocrite on uh, in college football of the moment. Would you make of him saying that if a guy commits to his school, he says you can't take any more visits? Uh, well, he once took a job and had it for twenty four hours. Uh, it was I think it was the Northern Illinois job, wasn't it? Maybe that was it. Uh, I knew he had worked there at some point, and he's had six jobs in the last nine years. Uh, I don't know that he's the moral authority on, you know, keeping commitments. I mean, how many kids did he sit in living rooms persuading to come play for him? And he bailed, you know, a year or two into their time there. I just, uh, I don't, uh, I was pretty put off by that. I'm pretty put off by all these guys, you know, like, um, uh, Dabo Swinney signing a hundred million dollar contract or whatever, whatever outrageous contract it was. And, you know, uh, grandstanding about how people are entitled and players should don't need to get paid and all this other stuff. It's just, uh, I don't know. PJ Fleck, PJ Fleck trying to talk about, um, commitments is a little bit laughable. Well, Um, uh, I mean, he also said that it was a societal issue. And I love when these sheltered 
college coaches try to project things on society um, when they live in in such a bubble. It's kind of just amusing um, to a certain extent, and I just don't. It's amazing to me, honestly, and it kind of think shows the bubble that they can kind of form these opinions and not realize that they're going to be taken to task. Because I'm, I'm, I'm venturing to guess he was probably kind of amazed that people were like, "Wait, I thought people would be all on board with with me talking about how great staying committed it is to things, even though I've never been really committed to anything in my life." Yes. <laughs> also, he's a liar. He's so full of it. If I don't know who the number one player in the country is, but if the number one player in the country said, uh, Coach Fleck, I'd like to commit to your school, but I'd love to take some visits. Is that cool? He'd be like, yep, yes, son. That would be fine. I just I was Googling I was Googling this to confirm because I didn't want to just spout it out there, but I'm also fairly sure that PJ Fleck left his wife. So Well uh, let's just let's just not let's just not lecture people about keeping your commitments, PJ. I just that it's really, really super off putting the, the like, you know, talking like these kids are there's some some evil in the world because because kids go to college and decide they want to go somewhere else. I mean, everybody really needs to get over themselves on that. It really it just very few things about like people getting mad about things college players do. Very few things piss me off more than like the outrage over them leaving one it happens all the time in the general student population like like i started at one college and realized i wanted to study journalism and go to a better place for that and so i left people do that all the time in the general student population uh you know these college kids get promised these things and often they don't come true they get recruited by one coach who leaves and then they're stuck there with somebody who's not invested in them and is going to bring in their own people and recruit over them. Or the guy, or it's the same coach and he recruits over them. They have every right. If the situation doesn't feel right anymore, it doesn't matter what you think about it. You, the general public, you, the coach, like get over yourself because every person in the world, when they don't feel comfortable in a situation, in a job, whatever, a marriage, PJ Fleck, they get out of it. I mean that's that that's that's what people do. So it's ridiculous. Speaking of people getting out of things, uh, I hate I hate to break this news to you, Kyle. It's gonna make you very sad. Darren Blaylock is no longer on the Bachelorette. He only made it two episodes, so you, you you don't get to watch the bachelorette and cover uh uk sports have that crossover you just have to watch the bachelorette on its own accord weren't there like gossip websites about that show predicting him as a real contender i, I you're the one who does all that research so i don't know yeah no i don't well it does i mean the one thing like when you look at it though um i mean this guy's been getting a lot of praise in the uk program but we might need to reevaluate it you know, Freddie Maggard and his whole four, uh, four for 40 program, how well did Freddie Maggard prepare Darren Blaylock for reality shows? You know? I mean, we yeah. maybe Mark Stoops needs to reevaluate that position. <laughs> I think there's definitely a <laughs> shortcoming in reality TV prep. Did J.D. Harmon win whatever that show was, or was that just a show where people just hook up? I, I don't know. Would that? Uh, it, I think... Probably JD would say he won regardless of whether he actually won the whatever competition there was. He won part of it, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm sure he got I'm sure he got what he went there for. Yes, I would venture to guess. I think most people who go went on that show probably got what they were 
looking for. Um, speaking of things that you're looking for, this if you're looking for a hotel, check out Hotels.com. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked On Kentucky on the new Himalaya podcast app. It is an ever-expanding podcast world, and you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. Coming up next, Fruit Talk. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, Kyle. We got, um, this is, um, this is, by the time you, you, the listener, are listening to this, this could have been taken to another level. But earlier this evening, Tyler Hero, former Kentucky player, um, future NBA player, who has been in some awesome workout videos, and I know those things are kind of silly because they're obviously edited to make guys look good, but I would venture to guess him shooting that well isn't uncommon in these workouts. He tweeted this out. Pineapple, the best fruit. Kyle, agree, disagree, your thoughts. I love pineapple. I think it's, I think it's the, I don't, I, I, I said I agreed with him on Twitter. I don't know if I would say it's the best, like, overall fruit, but I think it's the one I could eat, like, I could eat in almost any circumstance. It's refreshing. I, I like that pineapple is refreshing. Cold pineapple is, is always, like, goes down easy. I'm not always in. I'm not always in the mood for for all other fruits, but I th- I feel like I could like have a like like a slice of pineapple at almost any occasion, and it's good to be grilled. It's a versatile fruit. There's not a lot of, a lot of fruits that can be eaten warm and you like them, but I do like I like pineapple on the grill. What about on a what? pizza? Yeah, I like it. Okay. I mean, it's not my like, number one choice, but like ham and pineapple is pretty good. Uh, like exotic pizza like if i were, we were ordering a few pizzas and with having people over and one of them was ham and pineapple i'd be totally good with that uh let's let me do real quick one of our favorite things to do on this podcast shout out our buddy uh j kyle man because that's what he ordered in the bahamas uh, when we were both down there humble brag we were in the bahamas and we had just met and we weren't really as friendly as we are now so i didn't like question his order I'm fine with it. I ate it. It was okay, but it's not my favorite. Now I would be like, um, "Hey, J. Kyle, man, uh, I don't want to eat that that pizza. I want a, a different kind of pizza." But at that point, where it was a new friendship, I didn't want to test it, Kyle. Well, I'm also like, like I said, I'll, I'll have a slice, but I'm the simplest. I have the simplest taste. That's true. In in foods like that, like i I'll, i'm always down for just pepperoni pizza like i like pepperoni and extra cheese easy on the sauce that's my order all the time i don't want my pizza dripping with sauce unless if i go to chicago and do the deep dish i like deep dish I, you know in small quantities okay uh, we got to move on because there's more to this fruit debate that we haven't gotten to and we got sidetracked on other foods PJ oh, Washington. Yeah. I, we could we could we could have a whole segment on pizza. I think people like to hear about pizza. Well, I Go know, ahead. but I have to I have to connect all this to we have to I have to finish this part of it. We can do pizza another time this summer. We got plenty of podcasts in the future. All right, all right. But PJ Washington quote tweeted Tyler Hero and said, "Strawberries go crazy, sir." 
I love the <laughs> phrasing of that tweet. A. I also yeah, like none of them. None of them wrote like a real sentence. <laughs> nope. Pi- pi- pineapple, the best fruit. Somebody replied to my re- my quote tweet of that and said, "When, when did verbs become a crime?" Uh, yeah, and then we got we got a third party, Nick Richards, and he did a, an asterisk mm-hmm. and and said and contributed his opinion, which was a one word tweet: mangoes. I think it was singular though, wasn't it? Mango, maybe. Mango. So. My first thought was to reply in agreement with Tyler about this pineapple thing. But then within moments, I had this wave of of panic that (laughs) maybe maybe this is some sort of tawdry uh, um, euphemism (laughs) for something. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if we're like there's an inside joke going on like right in front of our eyes and uh we're unwitting participants well i said that i said wait is this a euphemism and tyler hero liked that tweet so maybe it is a euphemism and then someone sent me a scene from the movie girls trip oh uh, and it's a scene about a <laughs> grapefruit <laughs> that includes a, some commentary about a pineapple and it is highly uh not safe for work so i don't know i don't know what to make of what's happening with the pineapple strawberry and mango well i googled and you know there are euphemisms obviously there are types of um is an eggplant a fruit (laughs) i don't think it's a fruit maybe i don't is it a vegetable vegetable I think everybody is on the same page about eggplants. Um, but when I, uh, and this this could have gotten me in trouble, but it didn't with the results I got. Uh, I said, what does pineapple mean? I don't forget exactly how I phrased it in the Google search. but And I don't know if this is what Tyler Hero meant, but apparently, like when you tweet out different types of fruit now, the kids, that means types of l- relationship statuses. I'm going to okay. get this mixed up. I think... Like blueberry was single or in a relationship. Um, I do, yeah, I think these are like completely randomly assigned. But anyway, pineapple meant it's complicated. So maybe Tyler Hero's in a complicated relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I think we should just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, but okay, but real quick. Getting back to like the actual fruit rank, pineapple, strawberry, mango. Uh, if it was a if, if it was a smoothie, if if we were talking about smoothies, I would go strawberry, mango, pineapple. Just eating the fruit, I would go pineapple, strawberry, mango. I'm scared of pineapples. Why? They're so prickly. Oh, you can buy them in the store already declawed and just already in rings, sliced rings for you or chunks. I mean, you can buy them just completely unintimidating. I think I'd go strawberry, mango, pineapple and put pineapple last. It's probably a hot take, but I'm going to do it. Man, when I was like a poor college kid, I would get the like uh, pineapples in a can. Yeah, and I would put and I would put them in my fridge because I love I just love cold pineapple, 
and I would like the ones that had like the pop top and I would get up in the morning and I would pop the top and I would chug down the pineapple juice and then eat a few chunks of pineapple and start my day. You were a weird, delicious. You were a weird college kid. And then for lunch, you would have uh, ramen smeared with peanut butter. Yep, uncooked ramen, brick of ramen smeared with peanut butter. And then for dinner, I would have ramen cooked with one egg dropped in it. How did you make it to this point in your life? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have high blood pressure with all the sodium <laughs> I was ingesting. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Quick note, actually two notes. One, we are in the works for a live show uh, that will be recorded the first week of June, so stay on the lookout for details on that. Some people had been asking about that. Um, also, uh, Memorial Day is Monday, and we will not have like a quote-unquote new show. I'm going to uh, air a conversation that I got to do on the local radio show with UK football commit John Young. Um, so that'll be in your feed on Monday. So stay on the lookout for that. And then we'll be back to our regular schedule um, the rest of the week. Um, also be on the lookout for Kyle because Kyle's feeds and the athletic because you got more stuff coming out the this week, right? Uh, I don't know about this week. Uh, since we're as people are listening to this, it's well, Friday. I meant ne- yeah, next this weekend and week the next week. Yeah. Here's an interesting uh, thing. One thing we've learned, every I, actually every place I've worked, and and even more so at the Athletic, uh, people don't read things online on Friday. Friday is like a wasteland for people to uh, to get online and read stories. So anyway, if you ever uh, wonder why people try to launch things early in the week, that's one reason. And but, why yeah, well, and why people put out negative news. <laughs> That they yeah, on don't. Friday, Friday late in the day on Friday. I mean, there's a reason people are moving on with their weekend, um, and especially in the summer, it's even worse, more pronounced. But uh, there have been three uh, three installments of the exit interview. We've had uh, P.J. Washington's dad first, then Reed Travis's dad, uh, then Keldon Johnson's dad. I hope people will read that one. I got a few messages today from some people I know that are uh, UK fans and they kind of agreed with me that, that Keldon's dad, it was, I thought the best of all of them uh, just because he comes from a place that wasn't just all rah, rah, Kentucky. He was not, he didn't want him to come to Kentucky. Uh, uh, he wasn't happy during the year at some points. Uh, and so his sort of thoughts on the program and how it all goes here are a little different. I mean, he came to the same conclusion as everybody else. He's very happy. His son came to Kentucky. But, but the thought process through the year and what his son got out of it and all those things are really interesting. So the fourth and maybe final, there, there is possibility for one or two more, but uh, the fourth installment of the exit interview series with players who are leaving their, their parents uh, is Tyler Hero's dad sometime early next week. And then I have uh, one more story that's a really uh, more of a, an actual story and a deeper story that I think people are going to really like. I don't want to say what it is, but because uh, someone will um, go steal it. Exactly, I always worry. About, I, I always have also, to worry about people stealing my ideas. But um, uh, speaking of cool stories that have Kentucky connections, uh, your colleague Seth Davis had a nice long write up, and I haven't actually finished it all the way through. Of Mark Pope who is now the head coach at BYU. Uh, his story is obviously super interesting. I think a lot of Kentucky fans are kind of familiar with it. We've touched on it in part here where he left medical school to go be an assistant coach or work in the administrative office of, for, for Georgia basketball. And now 
he's a head coach at BYU, quite a career path um, for him. So I would recommend people checking that out. And yep. you can also check me out 6 to 8 p.m. weeknights on WLAP and 9 to noon on Sunday mornings on 630 WLAP as well. Uh, follow me on social at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Follow Kyle. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Uh, and also, in addition to that Mark Pope story, there's a whole series we've been doing this week on the new coaches in college basketball. And one of those, uh, well, two of those that came out on Thursday were SEC guys. And I think of high interest, and they're really, really good stories on Nate Oates at Alabama uh, and Buzz Williams at Texas A&M. I really enjoyed the, the Buzz Williams story. Yeah, that was by our barbecue hope. buddy. Exactly. C.J. Moore, a guy who covers Kansas and the Big 12 and, and, and kind of in that region. So he had some connections and he went and spent, I think, three or four days with Buzz Williams and got some incredible access to him. So I think they're going to win big with him. And I think uh, Alabama is going to win uh, with Nate Oates. And those are two really good reads in addition to the story about Mark Pope. Yep. Um, please follow us on social on Twitter. We are at Locked on UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked on Kentucky. I actually just started a Facebook group for Locked on Kentucky. That way we can have a little bit more discussion. Got a couple comments on yesterday's episode. We'll probably get into some of those um, as we go forward. Thanks again to Grassroots Pharmacy for sponsoring this edition of the show. And thanks to you for listening. Please rate. Please review. Please subscribe. I haven't seen any new reviews in a while, guys. If you haven't reviewed, please do, and then I'll I'll take a screenshot and tweet it out from the account and just lavish you with praise. So if you need a pick-me-up, you leave us a good review, and then I'll leave you a good review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. That. Let's see here. My internet's going slow. Uh, what did they say? Yeah. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Um. At Kyle Tucker underscore eight. Uh, let me try that again. 